Good morning. Today is the 6th. It is December the 6th. The year is 2023. This is Daybreak Live up here in the Smoky Mountains. With some. With some. Of the, hold on, I lost my place. Some of the Nesbits. Here we go. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Well, good morning. Uh, Bear is sleeping in late this morning. We're having a good vacation. It is really, really wonderful. So, Miss, uh, who did I tell you requested this yesterday? Ch uh, Chaz. Chaz, yeah. She requested us do Mary Did You Know? So, we're going to try that uh, with who's here. Here we go. One. Go. Mary, did you know your baby?
Thank you. Thank you. That's a way to wake up. Get your coffee. Say the top of your lungs. Mm-hmm. That's how we woke everybody else up too. Good job. <laughs> oh. Hey guys, good morning. I, I, I wasn't too bad, was it? I wasn't too bad. It was. We're was missing was. the high. Did Josh Uke grow up? Did your Uke grow up? <laughs> yeah, Charles, it grew up. It grew up. It sure Everything did. Everything's bigger up here in the Smoky Mountains, right? Everything's bigger up here. Well, we thought we'd turn around. Now, I had to cover that up because the camera don't do good if there's any kind of window that's open behind you. So I had to put something over the window looking outside. But, but we do love this flag right behind me. Ain't that cool? It was Mama's idea. It was Mama's idea. All right, well, let's jump into the Holy Scriptures. We are in Proverbs chapter 26 in our daily Bible study, Daybreak Bible study. And Daybreak is a daily Bible study. I say daily, it's Tuesday through Friday, 8 o'clock every morning, Central Time. Uh, we go through a book of the Bible, line upon line upon line upon line. We just try to read each and every line. Oh, Elise, it's good to see you here this morning. I just told Lisa we needed to call you. Hatton seen your name, but it could have been I just missed your name. Uh, but it's good to see you on here. And Brother Frank, I don't know if you're on here, uh, but yeah, there you are. Good morning. Thank you for sending me that friend request. The reason I said, is that really you? Because a lot of times people get hacked on Facebook. As I saw that friend request, and I'm like, well, of course, but I thought we were already friends on Facebook. Yes, 9 a.m. Eastern, Donna. That is true. Thank you. 8 Central, 9 Eastern. Uh, let's jump over here where I can throw up some scriptures, and we'll get into our Bible study this morning, and we'll just say a quick prayer. Lord, would you be with us, Father, this morning as we open your precious word, and as we read it together, and uh, think about the things that you are telling us. We pray this in Jesus, Yeshua's holy name. Amen and amen. So, in chapter 26, basically, it's been the chronicles, kind of the chronicles of a fool, uh, the uselessness of a fool, the just, that's what it's all been about, just different sayings of a fool. Uh, now, for just a few verses, at least four verses, we're going to, each line's going to be talking about the lazy man again. And we have talked about the lazy man much in Proverbs, but here it is again. So let's start with verse 13. It says this. Make sure I've got the right one up. The lazy man says, there is a lion in the road. A fierce lion is in the streets. And the improbability of that, not that that could never happen or that that wasn't possible, but in the streets is where people stayed and it was not general, generally, uh, lions did not stay in the street. Just, you know, they didn't do that. And so it's talking about, it's alluding to the imagination of the lazy man and the excuses that he will make up so that he doesn't have to do anything. I can't. I just can't. Verse 14 says, As a door turns on its hinges, so does the lazy man on his bed. The idea is, 
just like the doors here in this cabin, they have hinges. The doors move, but they never go anywhere. They move, but they never go anywhere. That's, that's the thinking. All they do is just, he just turns upon his bed. He doesn't want to do anything. Needless to say, Proverbs is not very kind to the lazy person that doesn't want to do anything, by the way. So that's what the lazy man, it's just excuses, excuses, and then he just, just wants to turn over on his bed and turn over on his bed again. Verse 15, the lazy man buries his hand in the bow. <laughs> the lazy man buries his hand in the bow. It wearies him to bring it back to his mouth. What, what's the word I'm looking at? This is uh, hyperbole. Is that the right word? It, it, it goes to the extreme, but it's like, as the picture is, he puts his hand in the bow, right? And he's like, I don't even bring it to my mouth. <laughs> I, I found that funny. Like the saying to that, when I was growing up, if somebody was really lazy and they wouldn't hold a job, they'd say, well, he wouldn't work in a pie factory. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't work in a pie factory. Verse 16, the lazy man is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. Notice the number seven is used, and seven in scriptural thought is completion, perfection. Basically, he's saying this lazy man, even though he's lazy and he won't do anything, he still thinks he's smarter than everybody else. The smartest, the wisest wise men, he still thinks he's smarter than, they, than them. So that's dealing with the lazy man. Now, verse 17 is what I put the subtitle in about. The subtitle was, Mind Your Own Business. <laughs> verse 17 says, He who passes by and meddles in a quarrel, not his own, is like one who takes a dog by the ears. So the proverb is saying you pass by and then you insert yourself into a quarrel that's not yours. You start meddling in other people's business. You start uh, quarreling and you take that quarrel and you make it yours. You jump into it, right? And you make it yours. Um, now, this has to be qualified, of course. There is times when that has to be done according to your position, who you are, what your job is, right? I mean, if you're a police officer, my brother-in-law is the sheriff of our county, Steve Hopper. He's the sheriff of Smith County. It's kind of his business and, the, and his deputy's business to meddle in other people's quarrels if the quarrels get too bad, right? But if the quarrels ain't bad, then they need to leave it alone. It's none of their business. And that's kind of, that's kind of the thought. And what are some ways you can think of where people, maybe they try to meddle in your business, right? Or th there's areas where you definitely, definitely leave it alone, you know, when someone's raising their children. Now, when they ask for advice, and people do ask for advice, and, and I'm not talking about, like, like I said, there, there are, there are times. If you're a spiritual leader, if you're a pastor, if you're uh, an elder of a church, then you have a responsibility to teach. You're an older woman. You're an older woman. You have a responsibility to teach. You know, it says, the Bible says for the older women to teach the younger women to love their husbands, right? 
to love their children. And so there's, there's teaching that goes on. However, there is this, and you know it with your children, it's like, hey, I'll raise my children, thank you. And it's, it's like, get out of my business, you know. Don't tell me how to raise my kids. You ever heard anybody say that? Don't you tell me how to raise my kids? <laughs> but it's quarrels. And what he's saying is, he who passes by medals in a quarrel, not his own, is like one who takes a dog by the ears. What's that mean? It's dangerous. You're going to get bit. You can do it, but you're going to get bit. Generally speaking, you don't grab a dog by the ears, right? The thought is even Samson when he's grabbing all the foxes. Where does he grab them? Anybody know that? Anybody in here know that? Tail. He grabs them by the tail. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. You don't generally grab them by the ears. You know. You. You. You're gonna get bit. Is the thing. And I got down here, Luke twelve fourteen. And let me turn over there. I'm pretty sure what I know what it is. Yeah. Even Jesus, look at, look at what Jesus said in verse 13. One from the crowd said, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Verse 14, I'm in Luke 12, 13, 14 is what I'm going to read now. But he, Jesus, Yeshua, he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbiter over you? Then verse 15, he said, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Wow. We need to get a hold of that one. And then he goes on and talks about the rich man that's ground, bore great, and he just built bigger barns and it didn't go well for him. But even Jesus, when he's asked that, that's an example, you know, and he is the king of kings. He definitely has the right, but he's like, who made me a judge? Why do you want me to be an arbiter? And I would say that the Lord is saying, I'm not here for those reasons at this time. But you better believe he's coming back as judge, jury, judge, king. Amen. Amen. All right, let's move on. Verse 18. I'd love to get your thoughts on that, guys. Y'all type in some stuff there. I can't read them right now, but that'd be some good stuff. Verse 18 and 19, like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death is a man who deceives his neighbor and says, I was only joking. I was only joking. We can kind of use that phrase, even in our day, in 2023, you think maybe sometimes we can use that phrase too much? Huh? What do you think, Sarah? I was just kidding. Huh? Psych. Psych. You know what? A lot of times people will do is they'll say something they really want to say. Yeah. And they're really meaning to say to kind of throw that knife or to give that jab. And uh, and they go, oh, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just joking. Uh, of course, this proverb is talking about something a little more serious. It's your neighbor and you're deceiving your neighbor. And you're like, you're like one of those guys. You're like a man who's throwing firebrands. You're going to start a fire, right? Arrows, you're going to cause damage, death. You're throwing death. You're throwing hurt. You're throwing death to the friendship, death to the relationship. The, the scripture is very, very strong on how you treat your neighbor. It really is. 
It really is. Now, in 2023, it's kind of strange because we live in a time where we don't know our neighbors. I mean, in the Bible days, everybody, you lived in communities. And in the community, it's how you protected each other. Everybody looked out for each other in the community, right? Now, often, people don't want you... They don't want you around. I mean, that's that's true. Even like when you go camping this year during Tabernacles, you know, we were camping. You remember that guy? So you camp in and all the camp, all the campsites, you know, you got your RV and they're like, welcome, welcome. And they got a welcome mat. Welcome to this is this person's home or this person's campsite. Then there, we got to this one and said, go away. <laughs> you remember over by the place that go away. I don't want anybody knocking on my door. I don't want anybody talking to me. Generally speaking, I think campers are the kindest people, don't you? Most of the time. Most of the time, they're sitting outside their camper. If you're riding your bicycle around, if you're walking, everybody's like, waves. Hey, how you doing? I told you. Campers are nice people most of the time. Be a good neighbor, stay away. This is William. He come up here and is trying to look. He's like, what's going on over there? So, meet William. All right. There's Lissy. All right, we'll get back to Bible study now. <laughs> All right, so let's go to verse 20. Here we go. Verse 20. Where there is no wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no tail-bearer, strife ceases. I love, love, love this scripture. Now, one of the reasons I love it, because one of my very favorite things to do, all of my kids and grandkids know that one of my favorite things to do is sit around a fire. I love it. When it comes to getting a fire to go out, if you've got a big enough space, all you have to do most of the time is separate the wood. You just set it over. Set that one by itself and that one by itself. Now, it's according to the wood and according to how dry it is, yes. But where there's no wood, it goes out. When If you don't keep adding wood to it, the flame is going to quit burning. Well, where there's no tailbearer, we would say a gossiper, one who's spreading the lies or spreading the rumor or spreading the gossip, it'll stop, right? It'll stop. The strife ceases. Uh, you know, people just put more and more wood on the fire. And the next thing you know, it just blows up. And being a tailbearer is not a good thing. And like we say, like we say with all Proverbs, Proverbs are general statements of wisdom and truth. Ah, oh, my computer's doing something crazy, sorry. There we go. Proverbs are general statements of wisdom and truth, and, but they don't fit into every situation. There's times you've got to tell somebody. There's times, right? But this is a general truth. If you quit spreading it, it'll stop, and all the trouble will stop. Let me look at the time. Let's do one more section, 21 and 22. Because 21 and 22 really goes with this uh, verse 20. So let's put that up there as well. As charcoal is to burning coals and wood to fire, 
so is a contentious man to kindle strife. You, you ever, uh, you know, we would call them, we used to call them, or still call them, troublemakers. It's just a troublemaker. There's a troublemaker. You can get them in church, too. In the assemblies in church, hello, can anybody say an amen to that? You have an assembly and things are going good, but there's always that person is trying to stir trouble and whispering and causing strife, huh? Backbiting in the assembly. It's not good. That's not good. And honestly, uh, you know, people need to get a rebuke over that, really. That's, that's a bad way to be. You don't need to be one always stirring strife, stirring trouble. The words, verse 22, the words of a talebearer are like tasty rifles, trifles, tasty rifles, tasty <laughs> trifles, stop it. Tasty trifles, and they go down to the inmost body. The words are like tasty trifles. In other words, we love to hear. Oh, we love to hear. The Bible even says that's what preaching, uh, you know, in the in the last days, uh, well, it just, the time will come. Paul said the time will come uh, when they will not endure sound doctrine, but because they have itching ears, will heap to themselves teachers. Right? They want to they want to hear what they want to hear, and gossip is one of those things people love to hear. You would think that it would go away, but it never goes away. People just love it. What's the new thing? What's the new thing? We need to be careful. And if we hear something, and when we hear it, you're a Christian. You're a, you're a child of God. You're a child of the King. You're a born-again believer. You hear something, and you, and you know, you know, it, it needs to stop with you. Amen? Let it stop with me. If it's not something, like we said, if it's not something that needs to be told because somebody's going to get hurt or something like that, you know, we have to use wisdom in these situations. But in the day, I mean, just so, they're still troublemakers. They're just still troublemakers. Amen? Now what? Mark That's a scripture, ain't it? Yeah, Romans uh, six. Charles is saying that too. Yeah, did he? Oh, yeah, it. Charles, division among brethren is not something to be overlooked. The Bible speaks of it very forcefully. You know, Psalm 133 is one of my favorite psalms. We sing it. We sing a little jingle to it quite often. You know, y'all have heard us do it. He It says this, Oh, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And when you see so, there's so many things in the Bible, it's the unity that brings the blessing. On the day of Pentecost, they were all in one place and in one accord. They had the same heart. And you know what it's like. That's what... That's what revival is like. When everybody starts getting in one accord and dropping their differences and they just all seek after God, you, that fresh anointing, that power of God just pours out on that place in that unity, in that unity. God loves unity. But like Lisa said and like Brother Charles said, the Bible is very strong about it. He even says, mark those who cause division among you. And separate yourselves from them is what it says. Get away from them. Get away from them. And so, in, in especially in the church, in the congregation, right? Those who cause divisions need to be dealt with because this not nothing's going to go good. Well, praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. That finishes another day on this Wednesday, uh, December the 6th, and uh, coming to you from the Smoky Mountains. So thanks for being here and tuning in this morning. We will say the Lord's Prayer. And why don't we say a quick prayer, just a small prayer for unity. Would you join with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we pray for churches everywhere. Globally, we pray for churches that they, that, that there will be no talebearers, that there will be no gossiping, that there will be no division and strife, and that those who whisper strife and divisions will stop. And Lord, let us be careful what we say and be careful what we hear. In Jesus' precious name, amen. All right, let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Y'all want to say it with me? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. All right. Love you, saints. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you so, so very much. See you, Lord willing, tomorrow, right here, same time.